The following podcast contains some adult language and themes. If you're likely to be offended by any of that, we suggest you turn off now. He's left handy a dozy tweet. Uh, okay, um, yeah, we're recording. Great. Uh, welcome to the third Matchpoint podcast. Um, good afternoon, Chents. Afternoon. How are we doing? Great. Fine. Thank um, you. Quick recap, if this, uh, quick recap, this is your first listen, uh, we're aiming to bring you the very best conversation in the world, uh, that is barroom debates, um, to crystallise them, bring them back. Bring the, yeah, bring what, sort of condense them condense into them. their purest form. Exactly. Um, and this week uh, we're going to be talking about our own personal highest and lowest moments as amateur sportsmen. What about as professional sportsmen? As professional sportsmen, that's, that's next week's podcast, <laughs> okay. Jack. Cool. Okay, I just want a chance to mention it at some point. Uh, well, your professional time crisis career. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, before we get started on that, so, I, well, it's just a question to you both. Mm. Um, well, which professional sportsmen have you seen in real life just sort of going about their business? What just seen them wandering around? Yeah, have you ever seen any good ones? Uh, I met Gianfranco Zola after a Chelsea reserves game at Aldershot. Yeah, yeah, but I, I queued up to. It wasn't a surprise. Yeah. No, exactly. I met I met Zola once. At, um, I did like a, a a football camp, a summer camp, yeah. when I was a kid, and we got to go to the Chelsea training ground. And Metzola and Dennis Wise and Diarly, people like that. It's like a southern thing. All children in the south got to meet Zola at some point. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got to do it. It's part of your schooling. And (laughs) yeah, they don't tell kids in the north about it. He's like the mayor. Tough. Uh, um, Yeah, I feel like I have seen people wandering around, but I saw I saw Steve McLaren um, on red car seafront once. I was about fourteen. Thirteen. Yeah, he was. to walk into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> he was just Philip putting rocks in his pocket. This, uh, <laughs> this, this is the glory days. This is the glory days, Steve McLaren. I just don't think I can make it work. <laughs> you know, as you say, suicide. <laughs> Ironically, he could have gone to Holland and yeah, could have gone been. to Dignitas. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's Switzerland. Huh? Oh, do they, yeah. they, they have it in Holland, though, don't they? I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, not you can euth- so you can, pretty much just Switzerland. I'm sure you can get euthanised in Holland. I'm sure you can get euthanised anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you really put your it's mind legal to it. There's a big clinic in Switzerland. Oh, okay. Uh, weirdly enough, though, I was um, I was I was about 13, 14. I was a I was a scout at the time, and we were making for who? Uh, oh, boy scout. <laughs> for Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Just rival. You're a fourteen year old scout. <laughs> yeah, and um, we were, for some reason we were making uh, like wind powered land boats out of sticks and wheels and stuff. Fart cars. Yeah. <laughs> Fart cars. Right. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, Steve. Steve was wandering along the seafront with his wife, and I clocked him. I was like, "That's fucking Steve." What does look like? Um, not uh, according to Atletico Mints, the fat lass. <laughs> uh, if anyone's listened to that, um, they quite interestingly describe her. Um, no, I can't remember anything about it at all, but I remember that narrowing of the eyes uh, when Steve clocked that I'd clocked him, and I knew who he was. A sort of nod of equals. There was, well, there was a pleading like, please, please don't come and talk to me. <laughs> don't so don't throw mud in my eyes. Oh three, oh four. Yeah, I mean, so was he even? Was it was he pre-England. Yeah, no, he's still still Borough. Yeah. I was like, Steve, don't walk around Middlesbrough in public on a Sunday if you don't want to be recognised. Um, but yeah, I saw him. Maybe he was desperate to be recognised. Yeah, maybe. And he was, was trying to entice you over with his like glare. It's a massive Sunday afternoon ego trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, I saw so Oxford Circus. I used to work in um, Great Titchfield Street, just around the corner. I saw on consecutive weeks two underwhelming former Chelsea players in the same spot. So one week crossing the road at Oxford uh, Oxford Circus, Steve Sidwell. Pretty yeah. big news. Yeah. The baked bean, <laughs> the, mid, the midfield baked bean himself. Had the number four shirt for a bit. Yeah, big, big shirt, big yeah. responsibility. Um, In between McAlady and Fabregas, hallowed. Sims. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he was cruising along the street. I was like, "That's pretty decent." Well, this is just on Oxford Street. Just on Oxford Street, and then a week, a week later, lo and behold, I'm out to get some lunch. What's that? Paula Ferreira. Underwhelming. Cro- Wash your mouth out. <laughs> crossing Wash your mouth out, crossing the man. exact same stretch. But the best thing was, he, um, the traffic lights hadn't stopped, and he was with his wife and two kids. Um, and Paolo, incredibly haphazardly, strolled across <laughs> open traffic with a child in hand. And when he got to the other side, uh, he's... Well, he's an attacking fullback, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. He's the ambassador's reception. He likes to get forward. <laughs> but anyway, his wife, with the other child in tow, was bawling at him from the other side of the pavement, like, what the hell are you doing? Um, so he was not keeping a low profile, not sneaking through. It was just kind of, you know, playing, well, playing crossing the road like he played football. What's just... the name of the... The sort of like he was great white hope for England's bowling attack maybe two months ago in the summer series. Um, the kid who got like a he got he got a five four in his first. This summer, I don't know. Get back to me. I, well, it's all cricket. So another, as a very excited child, uh, I went to a test match at Headingley and I met Dermot Reeve. I'd never met anyone off the TV, but so he used to be the one of the pundits on Channel Four. Nice. Um, and I was so excited. I'd never met anyone off the TV, um, and I ran up to him and I said, "Can can I have your autograph?" Kind of thing. And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And he had a pen with him because he was a pro. <laughs> He's not as fast as he was. He was again just strolling around the concourse <laughs> with his pen out. With his pen out, <laughs> desperate for someone to ask. Oh God, I just fell into all their traps, didn't I? I saw Toby Rowland Jones uh-huh. going into the Aberdeen Anger Steakhouse Lovely. circus uh, after he just got his big. Really? Is that how he celebrated? Yeah, he really got really giddy. That one right by the tube? Yeah. Jesus, what's wrong with him? Yeah, no. better places to go, man. Very big, big guy. You're always... Uh, all that steak. Oh, <laughs> all that steak. All them steaks he's putting away, apparently. Uh, well, so, so, yeah, yeah, don't Reeve. I was so excited, and I was like, can I have your autograph? And he was like, yeah, what, what have you got to sign? And I, I didn't have anything to sign. Um, I had a sort of cream cream jumper on, and I was just... And your D. And I was just like, can you, can you sign my jumper? And he was just like... No, come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> as, a, as a brand new jumper, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck it is maybe." And then he, then he, then he found a piece of litter on the floor. No, it was like it was like, a, like a scrumpled up flyer, and he signed that. Whips a receipt out of his wallet. Whips a receipt out, yeah. <laughs> tragic, isn't it? What you get excited about as a ten-year-old? I don't feel like I was spotting any. I mean, I, I didn't know any. I knew even less about sport when I was ten than I do now. So yeah. I was getting excited about seeing like, who people did. Who early. did you spot that you were really excited about age? Whatever, as a child. Uh, is there anyone? As a child, well, uh, as a sort of um, teenager, I, I went into Pizza Express once and all the guys from Top Gear were in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I know, and I wasn't really yeah, much of a fan of Top a Gear. Little England story. Yeah, it really was. In Hazelmere in Surrey. Pizza Express in Surrey. <laughs> it was one of my finest uh, bits of banter, I think. Because okay. everyone in the Pizza Express was going over 
and uh, shaking their hands and shaking their hands and being like big fans of your work yeah. guys stuff like that and uh, and I just called the waiter over and asked him to send them one can of coke with three straws in it <laughs> and tell him it was from me and then he sort of waved over and I sort of gave them a little wave and they looked far from impressed it's weird they normally um, love bands are so so yeah much. I know I they, if, their, it was I wasn't punching down enough I think I for them to find it funny or, or just uh, punching yeah three sloppy Giuseppes that's what they're over yeah you reckon? Yeah, yeah they're, they're meaty, aren't they? They're getting stuck in with the meat. None of them, you know, James May's going to have a Veneziana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon um, I reckon Hammond's going to have a, a Roma so, or, or a Fiorentina, maybe. What, with the hole in the middle? Uh, with, the, with the spinach on it. But Clarkson's definitely, he's a Giuseppe man all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Egg on the pizza as well. Yeah. So they, can you call them sportsmen? Oh, yeah. They drive. They're world-class bands. <laughs> Band merchants. Uh, right, okay, fantastic. That's, um, that's that wraps up. Who, who wants to go first in your, we want your greatest amateur sporting achievement and your lowest? I feel like you should go first and then me because we should probably save Jack till last because uh, yeah, no, he's got fair quite enough. a high, high he's point. He's got, got high quality. High quality yarn. Um, so I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with a low point. Mm-hmm. Low point first. I mean, it was—it's not hugely tragic, but in the context of one game, it was—it was pretty, pretty pathetic. Uh, I was playing rugby at school, yeah. Um, and because we're a state school, you just—you you get battered by private schools, by the poshos, um, who actually know what the rules are and stuff. <laughs> but it's going to require a bit of imagination in this. So basically, there was a sort of line out on our try line. Mm-hmm. I play second row. Yeah. I flub, flub the line out. That means it's gone badly. Give them possession okay. on our five oh. metres out. You knock into them, essentially. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's gone pretty badly. Anyway, so they're, they're chipping away at the line. Um, it's a pretty low-scoring affair. I'm, I'm basically defending the rook behind my own try line. Somehow the ball squirts out on my side. Yeah. I Oh, my God, the golden egg, redemption. <laughs> Obviously, pick this up, hoof it into touch, crisis averted. Um, and like I said, we come from a line-out, so imagine we're on the right-hand side of the pitch over here. I pick the said ball up, and instead of looking to the touchline, which is, you know, six metres to my right, I try, try, try and clear the ball to the left-hand touchline. <laughs> I, re- I really panicked. I, I mean, Spray it. I, know, I know sort of, you know, ball-playing second rows aren't much of a thing, but I definitely wasn't one. So basically, I, I tried to find the other touchline with my kick, just shanked into one of their players. No, no, well, it got it got caught in the wind. Obviously, got nowhere near. <laughs> and like, so their their like centre caught it beneath the posts. <laughs> so not only did I give them um, a try, but like you know the easiest conversion right. yeah. chance. Um, it was. I mean, it's a low scoring game, and yeah, that was that was the kind of that was one of the key that scores. Was, that was the, the losing. My score. low point is also rugby at school. Excellent. In that. So there was, for some reason, there was a get. This was, must have been when I was, I was like fourteen or something. Is that the year ten? Uh, yeah, yeah. And we were we were playing the, the lower school rugby team in like a friendly midweek. So this is this like, upper school versus lower school. Sort of, yeah. So so I'm fourteen. That, we we did stuff like that, and I, it shouldn't be allowed. Well, this, <laughs> this is why. Because uh, so I was, we were fourteen, and then the kids were like eleven. Yeah. You know, for guys, it's quite a big deal of growing. That goes yeah, through. exactly. It's a big spurt happening in between The big old there. puberty handbrake gets pulled. Anyway, so I was a... I hated rugby. Yeah. And I was always made to play... We were made to play because it was a private school. We were made mm. to play... I wanted to play football. 
but you couldn't play football to the sixth form. Yeah, tough. Where you'd officially given up on. All. And even then, they called it recreational sport. Jesus. Wouldn't, wouldn't give it its, its. Wouldn't give it football. They said <laughs> it's <laughs> proletariat <laughs> name. As opposed to competitive rugby, which is what we're forced to play. Jesus. Anyway, so the, the king's we were playing, game. We were playing on the, uh, this really shocking <laughs> pitch where, like the the try line. What, what, the try zone what's it called uh, yeah the touch zone the, the end zone as the, end, the end zone the try basically line. was on was on like a slant yeah so you'd walk down this hill to start the pitch proper and uh, we were defending uh, our try line and I was for some reason was at the top of the hill because I just well, I got bored <laughs> so I walked off <laughs> and then my coach was like come on and I was like oh so there's a big like rolling rock or a rolling moor and I you know you're not allowed to enter from the side. Yeah. Well, I took a run up down a hill, <laughs> plowed into a group of about eight, eleven-year-olds, concussed one of them. Ooh, just really, just doing fuck this. Press nuclear. Got sent off. Got detention. Ooh. Um, got. I mean, a real talking to. Like I, because I was also very fat. So <laughs> <laughs> you very, threw that weight around. I really, I just basically just, <laughs> just body, got, body slammed a group of. Just got, got rolling down like the like the boulder in Indiana Jones. Yeah, just I really down the picked, hill. Up, picked up some gas and just steamrolled some little munchkins. Tough. It's weird. Like it's really tough. Kids just, I mean. You just get shit kicked out of them at school quite generally, didn't they? Like rugby's just an excuse to do it. Yeah, so. it's, it's like organised violence. Yeah. But bizarrely, our t- teachers at our school sanctioned, this is sixth form, sanctioned a game between the rugby team and the football team, one of each, on consecutive days. Oh. I don't know why the football team agreed to it. It was a crap gig for them. Yeah. They're like, they just, yeah, they got kicked to shit. <laughs> and then like, because all the kids play football... We were competent enough at football to not yeah. lose like twelve nil, <laughs> and then yeah, paraded around six form for about a month. Absolute legend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know why a teacher's sanctioning that shit. That's it's bizarre, isn't it? No wonder kids are getting concussed. What happens to these kids that you concuss then? Are they ever the oh, same he was, again? Oh, he was fine. He was fine. Was it? it was only one that got a concussion. Yeah, one got. Concuss- I mean, I squashed a few. <laughs> I think it was the shot. I think I winded a few. <laughs> I'd come so out of I'd come from off the field as well getting yeah. winded is such a is such a thing that happens to you and when you're a kid obviously when you're like in a ruck you can't see outside the ruck you're all looking inward yeah you don't know what's hit you from behind steamrolled just suddenly I think, blazed a kid, I, think, in. I, think, I think the kid hit someone's knee Ooh. and that's what concussed him and then the guy's knee was sore as well it gets worse and worse real fucking wrecking ball moment there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing more emasculating than getting winded as an adult is I can't remember the last time I got winded but I remember just as you were a kid you were like this is it I'm dying <laughs> yeah, I'm end. going to die <laughs> yeah. and then like say like yeah just 20 remember, seconds like, later you're like <clears throat> just falling off like falling off a rope swing when I was a kid just landing fully on your back and you're just like <clears throat> yeah, get, getting winded playing football and and they're like get up and you're like, I, I, you're like yeah. I'm no, I can't, no, I'm dying, you don't me understand, off. I'm dying. Take me off. I know, just when it happened to your mates, and like, you know, just like, thinking that they were going to die, and then they're like, oh no, it's a winding, thank God, it's oh, a winding. <laughs> it's, it's okay, just a winding. Oh wait, they're crying now, okay. Send, send the ambulances back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I was like, genuinely most painful moment playing sport, again, playing rugby, but 
charged me down a kick and I received a... A what, into the face? No, no, the, the, the gullet. Oh! <laughs> I, got a, I got a ball flush in the front of the neck. Oh, like a throat punch. A throat punch, yeah. <laughs> was, again, it was just like, I I don't know what's going on here because this is a pain I've never, ever experienced Yeah, before. and you just don't, yeah. <laughs> Two seconds ago I was running and now I, yeah. I'm dying. I actually have, I mean, that was my lowest moment in terms of, like, conduct. Yeah. But in terms of... I was I was a uh, prep school, so I was like, I think I was I think I was eleven or twelve. I was walking across the playground, and there was always a football game that went on uh, that went like across the playground. <laughs> They'd always play with a size five, yeah. So they were the small, yeah. you know, crotch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was just sort of strutting from across the field horizontally, <laughs> and then sort of someone said my name. And as someone just twatted it, just in the centre of the field, just fully caught in my in the crotch, I just I'm sort of walking, I'm just walking just to listen to it, and just and like, poof, and just down, <laughs> straight down, and uh, then like seeing pink and yellow spots, <laughs> and then well, now I'm fine. And then like went to science, and then had to um, had to like check out of science and go and have a drink of water, and sit, sit outside. Were you still feeling sick all through yeah. science? Yeah. Yeah, that probably opened you up for your problem with your. Uh, suspend class. Maybe that was the initial blow. That been it. But I have also, I also have had um, testicular torsion. Aye, my aye, mate aye. punched me in the balls when I was, I was. Who uh, punched in the balls? Uh, my mate Luke. Uh, I don't really, he's not my friend anymore. But um, because of that, and he moved to Canada because of uh, what I did to him. No. Uh, just, <laughs> he had to I be extradited after, <laughs> after a savage attack on the balls. It was, it was unprovoked. <laughs> my my lowest sporting moment is is uh, similar to that. It was like when we were, I was at primary school in year six and it was the same thing, like we were playing with like a little football and we had like the jumpers for goal posts and there was one kid in my class who was like the slow kid in my class. And yeah, I guess we bullied him. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I, being, I, being slow at primary school was a real hindrance. It like, really was. You were not we, cool. And just kids are horrible, aren't they? And I was definitely a horrible kid. And uh, I just remember, like, we, we had to move the goalpost because I think more people joined the game, so we were moving the goalpost back. And he bent down to pick up the jumper, and his his ass was just so perfectly presented to me <laughs> that I just couldn't resist. And I ran and just gave him a, it was like a perfect kick, like onto his anus. It was like the sweet spot, like my toes entered him, and uh, and he like sat, let out this like animal yell and turned around and just punched me square in the face. I like, gave me a massive black eye. But um, what did you tell Because everyone turned around and looked when he yelled. All they heard was him screaming and then punching me in the face. And so, like a teacher, the teacher was like on playground duty, came running over and was like, "I just saw you punch that guy in the face." And he got a detention, and I didn't say anything. Be, he, like uh, I should have yeah. just said, "Like yeah, I know." I was like, "That was completely." What, did, what did you tell your mother? But that, about the black eye. Yeah. I think I I can't remember actually. On the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a domestic abuse, like yeah, yeah for a domestic violence victim. I can't remember what I told my mum. I think I probably told her that I got punched in the face, and I just could maintain the lie. But I... genuinely, years later, I felt so guilty about it that I was like, I tried to find him on Facebook so I could apologise <laughs> to be an arsehole to him. But his name was Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and so if you Google Bradley Cooper, it's impossible to find because there's a much more famous Bradley Cooper. There was, uh, there was one, one game when I was... I'm, I'm not proud of this, but you're a kid, aren't you? I was like no. 10 and I was playing prop, which was really fat. And the, the guy opposite me for a scrum down, he put his hand on my shoulder and he had like a really deformed hand. He had like 
like, one big finger and one little finger. Like it's scary movie too. And I was literally like, ah, ah, and like ran away from the scrum. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is, this is the fuck's the opposite number? Was and, uh, well, so this is on the other team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, poor guy. Yeah, 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 he's got to live with it. No one I was going to say no one had warned me, not that they should have. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just caught you by yeah. surprise. Yeah, and just, just ran away. So when I, uh, oh, God. I think I was about 18 and started playing like for the th- very briefly for the thirds, um, and it, it wasn't great standard. Do you know how I knew this? That our, our hooker only had one arm. This <laughs> 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 was men's rugby. Which for a line out is... Exactly. It was, yeah. How did he pass? With not very well, but it was sandwiched it between his head and his and yeah, his hand. They had a limited player. I mean, I had like a really embarrassing. I mean, this is just going to be embarrassing because of the story and the situation, but also it was embarrassing at the time. Um, when I was a teenager, I did uh, <laughs> a white crane kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> it was my, my extracurricular sport. Because I went to I went to a, a state school that didn't really have any sport in like when we were like seventeen, and so uh, and my mate was like quite into kung fu, so we started doing kung fu, and uh, I got quite serious at the kung fu, and they they had like nationwide competitions, like sparring competitions, and I went to one of these competitions, and the first competition was like a normal. Uh, White crane kung fu competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, like you a, know. it was like a normal. Uh, martial arts competition it was like you know you fight people the same sex as you and the same weight as you so I was like a middleweight um, male and I got a bronze medal in that but then for some reason at this competition they had like an open competition where it could be anyone like you you just fight anyone Mm -hmm. and so like in the first round I had to fight um, like a like a 17 year old girl who was like half my size and it was just like the most did you thrash her? Yeah, <laughs> but like it, like, it was just like it was just really embarrassing. Were you, were you, just were like, you pretty ungracious about the whole victory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really rubbed her <laughs> face in it. I mean, I I thought at the time I was being nice, but actually I was probably being really patronising because yeah. I didn't want to like go in and like kick her in the face or punch her or anything. So basically, every time she came at me, I would just sort of pick her up and put her on the floor, and then you get three points for a takedown. Yeah. Um, which was I. I mean, I, I thought that was the nicest way to go about the thing, but actually it was probably quite humiliating because it was like, literally, I'd just like pick her up. And then in the next round, I fought this guy who was like seven feet tall and massive and he absolutely wiped the floor with me. She was on the other foot. So, I mean, yeah. should, should note, I mean, Jack's got a history of, sort of quite interesting <laughs> extracurriculars. I mean, when I met Jack at university, <laughs> he's sort of... He's, go-to activities back then were sort of capoeira and American football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only went to capoeira a couple of times, but yeah, capoeira was quite good fun. Because it, like, it's obviously half martial arts, half dancing, and then also quite a big part of going to the capoeira group was playing in the band. <laughs> so it so would be like, whenever you were doing sparring, there'd be two people sparring and everyone else was just jamming. <laughs> around the outside and so it'd be like and they, they, they couldn't even call it sparring they'd call it playing yeah. and they'd be like okay you want to have a play now like this sort of weird Brazilian instructor yeah you do you can play and then we'd sort of play in the middle and then like, you'd just sort of be jamming with like a little sort of tambourine like on the outside and that was like a big part of the capoeira decent yeah and then um, yeah and then I did I did American football for a, for a term 
but I left that because it was too um, too lame. Too lame. <laughs> too back lame. To, back to Capoeira, sweet. But yeah, back to Capoeira. Capoeira is pretty cheap. Well, I, I went back to boxing after that. That was that was when I went, went to China and I and I boxed. But yeah, <laughs> like American football. I remember the moment when I decided to give it up was because like it was so testosterone fueled, yeah. and it was also like at university you have to do all those stupid like club initiations yeah. and like um we like everyone went out on a on a drinking night and one of the seniors like got pit like threw up all over the pub floor and then the two of the rookies had to do press-ups in his vomit Jeez. on the oh. pub floor and i was like absolutely fuck this <laughs> and then like the day and then like a couple of days after that we were at training and um and we on a Sunday we used to train on a field next to where the Ultimate Frisbee team played. Yeah. And also, and I love Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play it in Oxford because everyone's a hippie, and that's where I grew up. And um, and I just remember like one of the team, like the Ultimate Frisbee team had girls and boys. Right. And I remember like one of the guys on the American football team being like, Ugh, "Look at the Ultimate Frisbee team! What a bunch of gays!" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, but there's girls over there, like." We're gay, surely. Like, if anyone's not that, I, no, not that it's a problem to be gay at all. But if if you're gonna be homophobic, we're a bunch of men wrestling in a field. Like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was just sweet chicks. Exactly. I was just like, there's too much testosterone mate, here yeah, for me. My mate's Leo and Josh, who you've met. Yeah. Play Ultimate for Great Britain. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's it's a great sport. Do they? I love it. Is it, is it is it still considered gay by um, jocks <laughs> everywhere? Yeah, yeah. I you suppose to, so. You have to marry a man too. But you to get to smash loads of puss after every game. So there you have it. Uh, right, okay. practice by chucking frisbees on each other's dicks. Yeah, is that what they do? Yeah, <laughs> it's like bums, but for frisbees. Yeah. if you drop it, sticks. You gotta you gotta you gotta stand there and just take everybody firing frisbees at you. Bits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, greatest uh, amateur sporting moments, Finn. Well, there's, there's two. I mean, there's two that stick in my mind. Both football. Mm-hmm. One at school. I just bought some um, cream predators. Lovely bit of kit. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was a um, super sub for the thirds. Yeah. So I was uh, had quite a good touch for a uh, eleven year old. But uh, so fat that I couldn't last a half. <laughs> so I would I would come on uh, sort of with ten minutes to go. And um, I cut in from the left, won a free kick, and then banged the free kick in. Nice, great. In front of my dad. Um, but the, the sort of the annoying one really was that it was the trials for the uh, halls football team at uni, and it was my turn in goal, and I pulled off a save that was so good that they were like, "Well, you're in goal." Nah, tough. And I'm not good in goal, <laughs> so we finished bottom of the league. Because I let in, I, just, I was just in goal because they yeah. were like, "Well, it'll come good again." He made that amazing <laughs> save. Remember that save? That save, and I just let in goal after goal <laughs> after <laughs> for a whole I season. I would rather be playing in defence because of this one amazing cat-like save yeah. I made. Yeah. The, the <laughs> that was really tough. It's a shame. Um, I think I think my great. So there's a um, bit of context to this. So we we used to play Teesside League football, and there was a bit of a grudge match with the, uh, the lads from Darlington. He used to play for. Oh. They used to be called Sprayer Lads. Um, Sprayer Lads. Sprayer That's lads. just all lads from Darlington. No, no, that was the team in Darlington. Oh, the team. Um, but anyway, there was Needle. Why? The previous season, the manager's wife had been sat in her car um, on like the road out, like that sort of overlooked the pitch, just you know, sat in there with the radio on or whatever. And she had like a handbag on her lap, 
I was a pretty pretty smelly old ends of Darlington, um, and someone someone just kind of like punched the window in and took the um, took the purse off her lap um, whilst whilst we were playing a game. So there was a bit of needle. Well, so you went for an away game. She's just waiting in the car while the game's happening, yeah, and she I mean, gets she gets robbed. Presumably not by anyone on the not, team. Not by anyone associated to the team, but, but still, they, just, they, they got left, painted with the Darlington brush. Left a bad taste in the mouth. But anyway, yeah. So a season later, playing away, and we're three 0 down at half time. We claw it back to three two. Um, we're in added time. There's a corner. Um, I think it's like under 16s. I had to take all set pieces um, throughout junior football in our team. Because uh, I was sort of six foot one, age ten, um, and especially corners, um, because I was the only eleven in the team who could get the ball into the box while still in the air. We didn't want you in the box. No, 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 no. No, no, no one could kick it hard. No enough. one could get it there. Right, I see, I see. So I had to take them all because I could kick it far enough in the air. Um, but yeah, three two, pushing for that winner, um, and I scored direct. From the corner. Oh, mate. Wild Ooh, scenes. Yeah. Uh, a complete fluke, obviously. But, um, yeah, just sort of hooped in at the back stick. Um, a fine moment. Yeah, pandemonium. Yeah. against a goddamn spray lads. Yeah. And then they came and they gave back the purse yeah. as, like, an apology. A ceremonial purse. And they were like, we, we kept it as a trophy last time. We hunted down the vigilante in question. Yeah. Jack? Yes, with it. Your greatest amateur sporting moment. Well, yeah, it was playing for England. <laughs> I suppose actually can I say actually I, I have another one yeah. but this one is I suppose on paper the best story yeah. I got to play in a, in a charity game uh, for England the England England v Germany legends yeah. celebrating um, it would have been 50 years since we won the World Cup and they had like a yeah it where was, was this at? it was at the bowling ground at my, my hallowed bowling ground the last season it was one it was like the third to last game that ever got played at the bowling ground and it was like a charity game a mixture of you know former football players and celebrities and for some reason Jack me big, big <laughs> name comics was, yes yeah it was big name comics luckily I've got the same agent as Russell Howard and so Russell Howard was playing and he managed to sneak me in as well. But I think basically he was telling them I'm a West Ham season ticket holder. Uh, what sort of calibre of players are we talking in? I mean, Michael Ballack was the captain of the Germans. Good God, what a um, But on the England team, I and mean, lots of them had like links to West Ham. But there were a couple of other... It was like um, uh, Teddy Sheringham, Rio Ferdinand, Anton Ferdinand, David James in goal... And then... Um, who was the worst celebrity footballer? Who was the worst celebrity footballer? It was really crap in training. Well, the, the thing is, there wasn't any training. Okay. And we just all kind of turned up. What is this? Some kind of piss <laughs> take? Like, what's... Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, this was the problem, was that the Germans had definitely been training, <laughs> and they really gave us a rollicking. It was like 7-2, I think, in the end. Yeah. Um, and you had, a, you, um, had a, you had quite a good chance. I did have a good chance, yeah. It was um, a breakaway from one of the F2 freestylers, nice. Jeremy Lynch, who, uh, who had like a really good run. And then I was sort of running with him. And if he'd crossed it to me, I think I could have popped it in past Jens Lehmann. But he um, he opted to shoot instead. What a piece of shit. Yeah, and the commentators were like, he probably should have passed it there. But, you know, if he'd looked up and seen Teddy Sheringham running with him, then he might have passed it. But you're not going to pass it to some comedian. <laughs> I think he hadn't even remembered my name. <laughs> Actually, my better chance was when Jens Lehmann rolled it out to one of the defenders, I, like, cut in front and managed to nick it off the defender, but then I absolutely shit my that, pants. That's what I was Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. And I should have... I should No, it wasn't even that. I should have just driven it at him, but I'd been practising, sort of, 
placed shots in the top right hand corner and I was like this is absolutely perfect because he's off his line and I just chipped it perfectly into his hands <laughs> it was so like on the on the re- I watched it on the TV afterwards and it was like literally it, they were showing a replay of the shot that had just led to the goal kick and then before even it comes back they go oh Barry's got it and then it goes back to the game and Jens Lehmann's already holding it in his hand you don't even see me get it uh, but yeah it was a Ray Winston yeah, the man, the lady. He was the manager, okay. along with Julian Dix, obviously another fucking West Ham legend. Yeah, Dean Ashton was there. Really excited about having Dean Ashton and Trevor Sinclair. My dad got really, really drunk and really excited, and and uh, I introduced him to Trevor Sinclair, and he was very gushy <laughs> about like the overhead kick that he scored back in the nineties. No, the, the, the West Ham one, not the QPR one. And, uh, oh, it was a West Ham one. Yeah, it was a West Ham one. Oh, come on, Yeah, mate. Trevor Sinclair. We used to call it the Sinclair at school, like a bicey. We always used to call it the Sinclair because he did a couple of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was probably my proudest. But then, uh, yeah, but then also a, a, a sporting moment that we I still talk about with my mates is uh, at, <laughs> at university, my first year of university, in my... Halls, our block played the lads from the block next door in just in the park, and they were winning by about five goals. But then we said next goal wins at the right. end of the game, and then I ran round their whole team like a messiest run and scored, and it was absolutely huge. And they did not concede the the, the defeat at all. Oh yeah, um, that's, that's we, the best thing about it. next goal wins. You only call it when you're getting battered. Yeah, exactly. And if you get it. It goes down dreadfully. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. Especially it was like I'd been playing terribly all day and suddenly just pulled this run out of nowhere and banged it in. And so, yeah, I think I was actually a, a prouder moment than playing for Did England. You come on for, did you come on for Rio? Yeah, I subbed on for Rio Ferdinand, but played on the left wing and uh, was not massively effective. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. I, I, I didn't play terribly. I'm trying to think who the worst player was. Lots of the professionals just look quite tired. Darren Anderson was still playing. He was great. He, he was really good. He, you'd he, you'd um, hope so. Yeah. Was it, was but he still Beerhoff had it. Playing? Hmm? Was Beerhoff playing? Like Carsten Yanker or something like that? I can't even remember who all the... Abgonahor. No, what's his name? Abgonahor. Abgonahor. No, David Adonkor. Adonkor. He was really good. The speed demon from 06. Yeah, he yeah. was quality. He's got a hat trick. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think he literally only just retired. Yeah. Um, he was really good. And... Um, there were a few uh, sort of Hollywood actors. Damien Lewis was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Um, he just played with that Eton confidence. <laughs> <laughs> just He's swimming in it. Yeah. Um, um, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, this is just sort of anecdotes to this episode, isn't it? Anecdotes. Yeah, but uh, well, I, there's no no one can top the playing at you know your beloved Berlin ground yeah. with Michael Ballack. Yeah. Know, exactly. Uh, Seemed a lot smaller. Yeah. On the pitch than it always did when I was seeing in, in the stands. Uh, lowest moments, uh, so we've got the knocking out some children, yeah. we've got... Uh, I can't remember what mine was. Kicking your, kick, uh, yeah. <laughs> kicking your pole up the arse. And beating up a girl. Um, and, yeah, trying to find... Uh, oh, kicking it into a... Kicking it to a touchline about 60 metres away. Um, <laughs> Yours is sort of actually a sort of sporting howler, whereas yeah. ours are just sort of Miles violence. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think mine would make a jovial Christmas DVD. Yeah. Ours would make Vinnie yeah. Jones' red cards and Yeah, you're, you're, yours, yours would make school. like um, Austin Healy's football doctor. <laughs> was it Austin Healy's rugby nightmares? Yeah. Uh, Jack, congratulations. Well done. You've won. Thanks, guys. Crikey, my mum plays more shots than that on the offside.
Right, just before I sign off, this week's mega games. Um, uh, it's actually pretty good this week. So we got Chelsea v Barca um, on Tuesday, the 20th of February. Ooh. Very exciting. Uh, followed by United Sevilla uh, the day after. Um, and yeah, uh, it's a absolutely shameless flog. Uh, if you go to a match by pub, check in. Uh, we've got two for one in Heineken in hundreds of pubs, uh, England and Wales. Um, yeah, you've mentioned it before. Finn, <laughs> I love they, Heineken. You do love Heineken. One um, of my favourite lagers. One of them. Yeah. What's the favourite? Um, what do you say, honey? I don't huh? know. I don't know, probably like a, some wanky... Camden Hells. Yeah. Listen, I can try and get sponsorship off a, a range of beers <laughs> and we'll edit this bit as we see fit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Champions League midweek, that's that's your big, your big watch this week. Um, and go find a great pub to watch that. 